Welcome to Disciple Her, a part of the Replicate Podcast Network, where we will hear from discipleship trailblazers, Candy Gallaty and Julie Woodruff. With over 50 years of combined experience in discipling women, we'll discuss how we can equip leaders through discipleship. Here are your hosts, Candy and Julie. Hello and welcome back to episode four of Disciple Her podcast. I'm here with Candy today. How are you this day, Candy? I'm good, Julie. How are you? I'm doing great. You know what? I was thinking recently that um, the Galatees have quite, uh, well, I think it's like Dr. Doodle at your house. You have a farm yeah. and a whole bit. Is there anything going on on the farm this yeah. week? Tell us a little bit well, about the farm. Yeah, first I feel like there is always something going on at the yeah. farm. And we have, I mean, so many animals, like I, I lose count right now, but multiple goats. We have a mini Pig. cow. A mini we cow. A mini cow. Okay, I don't think I even We had that. two mini cows. We had to get rid of one. He was a little too um, rough. Okay. All right. And then we have two pigs. Two pigs. Two pigs. You know, I never knew where Bob potbelly pig came from until we got these pigs <laughs> and I was driving down the road one day and I said Rob I think I think we have a pregnant pig and he said no we don't and I said no I'm telling you this pig's belly is hanging to the ground there has to be a baby piglet in there you know and he said uh that's why they call them potbelly pigs and I said oh okay, okay well never mind but we have two pigs we have uh, a dog that okay. protects all of the animals in the farm. We have a donkey, and we have a couple of lambs. We have countless ducks. Yes, because those things reproduce rapidly. Yes, and we have chickens. Okay, so we have all of that, and we've had all of that for quite a while now, and we're actually about to downsize okay. a little bit. So okay. we're going to keep. You know, some of them, but we've got really our goats are out of control and okay. stuff like that. Are you still naming all of them? Yes, we yeah. have names for all of them. Okay. And we actually had to verify any of the animals that we're getting rid of with Ryder because he's like Dr. Doolittle Jr. Yes. Okay. And so Robbie's the head farmer <laughs> and Ryder is his assistant. Okay. Rig could kind of care less. Okay. And so, but we have to, Ryder gets really attached to the animals. So yes. we have to, everything has to go through Ryder. So we're keeping Munchie, okay. our goat, okay. our, one of our first goats. We're keeping, I think, the pigs. We're keeping the mini cow. We're keeping our donkey, wow. Daisy. We're keeping Chewy, obviously. He's our dog, that great Pyrenees that stays up all night and protects everybody. Do we're you ever see those pigs becoming bacon that you might eat one day? Now, I really, that is not out of the question, Jules. <laughs> I was just wondering. I was now, just thinking. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. I don't all know. right, all right. Um, We'll see. Okay. But we have no plans right now. Okay. For my, my question no is... No plans for a Kushan delay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yes, I do. But I don't know that everybody understands that. Right, yeah, right, but right. Us Louisiana girls get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, pig roast. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Okay. Uh, did, you ever, did you ever see yourself... Never in a million. Never in a million. wouldn't be able to see that no. either, Candy. I'm, I'm a very girly girl yes. and, and all of that and so I told Robbie you can get whatever animal you want yeah. 
but I'm not doing a thing with it. Right. Like I will not touch them. I won't feed them. I won't do anything with them. (laughs) So you can do whatever you want. Like it's, it's all on you. If you want to do this more power to you, I could care less. I just have, I cannot have any responsibility for them. Yes. And so he was like, great. And so he, it's kind of like his thing. And they're, they're a lot of entertainment for me. Yes. So I, I ride down the road and I look and I laugh and I talk to him or whatever, but I don't have the responsibility of feeding and all That's of that. beautiful. The only time I've had to get involved, because you know, every time Robbie's away. There have been some tragedies. There have mm-hmm. been some episodes. Mm-hmm. And like the one time when they all got out and were coming yeah. up my yard. Yes. And I had to herd them back in. <laughs> and I'm like, who knew, you know, that who I would knew? have to do that yes. all by myself, yes. like a wild woman yes. trying to herd all of those animals <laughs> back into the farm, into the fence. So we've had quite a few things that have occurred like that over the years. Well, you're learning to steward yeah. the farm well, yeah, which that's just right. <laughs> leads us right into the conversation that we're going to be right. talking about today. That is so good. We're going to be talking about uh, over the next several weeks about uh, stewardship and what that looks like. Mm-hmm. We talked about last episode about leading ourselves. Right. And I think there's a difference between self-leadership and stewardship. What would you say that is? Yeah, I, I believe that stewardship is a responsibility that we have. So the Lord has given us certain things. He's allowed certain things in our life. And what do we do with that? You know, what do we do right. with the things that he's given us? Do we um, invest in them and pass them along? Do we keep them to ourselves? Like, what is our responsibility with mm-hmm. the things that the Lord has given and allowed in our life? Um, that's what stewardship is. And so it comes in different forms. Mm-hmm. We have physical stewardship, like with our physical bodies that he has given us. We have spiritual stewardship, which we're going to talk about today. But we have emotional and mental stewardship as well. Yeah. You know, what are we doing? How are we being responsible for all of those areas of our life? Yeah. And, you know, I really believe sometimes these things are taken out of our hands, right? Sometimes we have no control over things that happen to us physically or mentally or emotionally. So in those cases, we don't always have the control to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. But I always say while we can and when we can, we should be actively pursuing health in all of those areas in our life. That's good. It's extremely important um, that while we can and when we can, we need to do those things. And if and when that is taken out of our control, we obviously just surrender to what the Lord has, right. you know, and we have to go through yeah. certain seasons yeah. of that. But if we have the power to do so and, and to actively pursue health in those areas and be good stewards, I think we need to be doing that. That's good. That's good. Is there one that is more difficult for you than than the others? Mm, you know, oh gosh, I would probably say maybe emotional, you okay. know, um, I, I'm a... I mean, I'm a doer and a go-getter and that sort of thing. So I think physical and spiritual are not as hard for me mm-hmm. as maybe pursuing just emotional health um, and mental health. I mean, I, I'd try to do that, but that would probably be the harder of the ones that we're going to be talking about in the coming mm-hmm. weeks. Mm-hmm. Now, on the flip side, you know, I, I gave a little Riggy story last week, my Riggy. Riggy is very emotional. He's very mm. in tune with his emotions, you know, <laughs> and he um, he's just precious. But he is now in middle school and he goes to middle school ministry and um, he responds to the invitation every week, every week, Good every week. Bless his heart, because he's so in tune with his emotional health. <laughs> 
Oh, that he feels he like feels the Lord is speaking, speaking every week. And so last last night he came home and he said, and he he wasn't climbing the whole staircase. He was just taking the next step. So the next step, which I'm not 100 percent what that is okay. for him, because I thought I said, Rig, you've already surrendered to salvation multiple times. Right. So I'm not sure. But it was not. It was just the next step, Mom. You know, my heart was beaten and I just taken the next step. And I'm like, you know, I love the fact that you are so in tune with your emotions and what the Lord is speaking to you, yeah. you know. But anyway, um, that's probably an area I struggle a little more with. Yeah. I think about for you? me, well, I think for me, it's probably physical because if I don't have somebody <laughs> that I'm accountable to that I know is going to meet me and work out with me or do, then mm-hmm. I'm probably just not going to do that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I think the physical stewardship, and yet the older I get, um, the, the harder more I, it probably the harder, is. The harder it becomes, but the more I realize how important it is sure. that I am stewarding my body well and what God's given me. And I'm, I'm grateful today for health. You know, I know that can change at any minute, but I, um, I want to do the very best I can to mm-hmm. steward that well. Yeah, and I think what's exciting about these next few episodes is when we talk about each of these different categories of stewardship, we're going to have some guests with mm-hmm. us who know some of these areas way better than we do. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be able to you know, talk to us and kind of give us some insight into things that we can practically do and maybe encourage us to do something that we haven't done before yeah, um, to, to mm-hmm. be good stewards of that. Yes. You know, So when we talk about physical stewardship, you know, we're going to have a friend of ours that we've both worked with um, come in and she is a health and wellness and nutrition mm-hmm. coach and personal trainer. So, I mean, she does it all, mm-hmm. um, the whole person. And she'll come in and she's going to talk to us a little bit about the things that we could do to pursue physical right. health and to be good stewards. And it could be something as small as starting with getting the right amount of sleep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. To, um, Eating well. Yeah, eating well to maybe you're not an active person Mm -hmm. at all. Where should you start, Mm -hmm. you know? And and so I think she's really going to help us and give us some tips on that um, when she joins us. And then we'll also have some others that join us for emotional and mental. Yeah. And then I think that's going to be really good, too, because a lot of times it's not clear in the, in that area. And if we're struggling yeah. or if we need some suggestions or some advice in that, I think, um, these ladies are going to be a great benefit to our listeners in yeah. the coming episodes. Yeah. It's going to be so good. We're going to take just a few moments and we'll be back. As you lead your disciple-making movement, the Replicate Network provides ongoing practical training and a community of like-minded church leaders to help you and your church thrive. Each month, you'll get frameworks, a Q&A time with Robbie Gallaty, and access to our online forums and groups. We will provide you with prayer and personal support, practical resources, discounts, and benefits as you seek to make disciples who make disciple-makers. Check out the Replicate Network today at replicatenetwork.com. We're back and um, continuing our conversation about spiritual stewardship. And yes. um, why, why, Candy, to those who are listening, why is spiritual stewardship important? I think it's important because a lot of times we have a problem or it's hard for us, not that we have a problem, but it's very hard or challenging for us to open up and share our life. And I'm a firm believer in 
everything that the Lord allows in our life is for a very specific and intentional purpose. I do not believe that the things that happen in our life are only for us. Mm -hmm. So if God allows something in my life, is it for me? A hundred percent. But so often it is not only for me. And so what am I doing with those things, those lessons, those experiences that he gives me? Am I stewarding that well and passing that on? You know, Mm -hmm. what I've learned and what Mm -hmm. I've been through. Am I doing that or am I just kind of sitting on those and just keeping them to myself yeah. because I think the Lord wants to use those things way more than maybe we give him credit for. Mm-hmm. Would you Good say? Point. Yeah, absolutely. So I think, you know, is it that something that happened to me could be for the benefit of someone else? That's what I like to think all the time. And then it, but if I don't express that, then is somebody else missing out on the benefit or the blessing of knowing something that God has allowed in my life? That's really good. Really right? good. Yeah. Yeah. I think at the stage I am in right now, just being older and having been in ministry a long time, I'm thinking now, not about the years I have ahead, but the, you know, what I'm leaving behind because right. uh, I, I want to be able to pour into um, younger leaders. And I think always they're, there's always somebody younger than us. Sure. You know what I mean? That we can pour into and steward those things that God has given us, those experience that God, experiences that God has given us. And it's always helpful to somebody else to know, oh, well, I'm not the only one that feels that way. Exactly. I'm not the only one that's gone through that. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I'm just thinking of an email that I got last night, and it was a middle school parent, and she said, you know, my daughter came home and come to find out her and Rig and maybe two or three are the only ones that don't have cell phones. Mm. And she was like, I just want to say thank you. You know, it's so good to know that we're not the only parents that that have not given, you know, their sixth grader a phone. And I thought, you know, that's something real simple. But yet, you know, it helped her to know, hey, we're in this together. Right. We're going through the sure. exact same thing. Mm-hmm. And so when you take that and you magnify that on a whole nother level, you know, so if you've experienced any sort of loss, yeah. right? Like yeah. you have experienced some loss, haven't you? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, in, in, in many forms, yeah. you know, but in one particular thing that the Lord allowed was Hurricane Katrina. What a story. You know, and and, and I don't have all the time to go into all the details of that, but we lost everything Mm. under our roof. It was like that you you left that house and then that house and everything and it vanished is basically what happens. And so we lost everything. We had been married for eight months and um, I mean, you name it, we lost it. If we didn't bring it with us in that carry-on suitcase when we evacuated, we lost it, right? Now, going through that, I mean, the Lord had so many plans for that experience in our life. And we, I mean, salvations happened out of Hurricane Katrina. Our whole entire ministry direction shifted mm. going through Hurricane Katrina. So there was a Talk lot. about that just a minute. Yeah. So Robbie was an itinerant ministry. So we would travel every weekend. He would preach revivals and different things of that nature, and I would go with him, and so we would pack up, we would leave for the weekend, and then, you know, we would come back and, you know, go to work and do the things that we were doing Monday through Friday, and we had just gotten good at that, traveling, Mm -hmm. packing light, and him just traveling all around and preaching, and he really thought his ministry would be much like Billy Graham, you know, like where he traveled Mm full-time, and the Lord completely changed our whole direction of ministry through Hurricane Katrina to where he was called a pastor for the first time, and so all of that, you know, from a season of a lot of loss, Yes, but 
never knowing when we went through this and Robbie's parents lost their home, his sister lost their home, oh. um, the our home, his hometown was completely demolished and changed. You know, I mean, it was just everything you could Total possibly imagine losing yeah. back then. And I never knew when we evacuated, we went and stayed with my parents who lived an hour and a half from New Orleans. And we evacuated there. We rode the storm out there and eventually ended up living with them for a season. Well, never knowing as they were helping us through that, that 10 years later, they would lose their home in a crazy flash flooding incident that happened in Denham Springs, Louisiana. Wow. Lost everything. Then they moved in with us. And my mom said, I remember watching you go through this and how y'all lived and what y'all did. And I knew from seeing that, that I was going to be okay, that we were going to make it through this. Great. So, I mean, you go through now that's huge things and there, but that it's even, even down to smaller things, right? Like about the cell phone, you know, like when you know that you're not the only one, right? Are you willing and, desiring to steward those things well and be open and be honest and be willing to take others on that journey with you and to pour that into them, you know, because it could be that what happened to you is for their benefit. Yes. You know, it's just, it's just so crucial. And I think about Paul, um, you know, when Paul's in prison, you know, in Philippians, he says that what has happened to me has served to advance the entire, to the gospel. gospel. Like the whole Imperial guard Mm -hmm. knows now that I'm in chains because of Christ, you know? And so yeah. it's like what happened or what has happened to you, what will continue to happen to you is to serve Christ. Yes. It is to pour those things in and share those things and steward them well so that others will know him yeah. and see his provision and see his work in and through our lives. Yeah. What a great perspective, because I just don't think we often think about that, mm-hmm. you know, that that even the things that God allows into our lives, as we think about that stewardship, what is our responsibility in that? We may just flippantly go through it and go, well, well that was an experience, you right. know, but when we think of it from the terms of, of stewardship and, and how does God want to use this, it flips the switch, I think. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And, you know, Paul's such a good example. He tells us so many things about the different things that he's gone through and, and how they have served to advance the kingdom. And he talks about in First Thessalonians, you know, that he loved them so much. He cared for them so much. He didn't only want to share the gospel, but he wanted to share his, his very, very life. life. Yes. You know, yes. and so are we living in that way? And are we viewing those things? Because I tell people all the time, we have to remember what God has done. Yes. Right. We have to go back and we have to remember. And sometimes we need to reflect on that. And sometimes we have to remind ourselves, this is what God did for me then or there. And we need to be reminded of that so that we can live for today. Mm -hmm. Like what has he done in the past? How has he helped you and provided for you and gotten you through Mm -hmm. something? Even the most difficult things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Kenny, that's why journaling is so important. Yeah. Because as we think through that, you know, we write our experiences and we're able, I mean, I can look back years ago and see in journals things that I wrote that I thought, you know, I I think now, why did I worry about that? Or look what God got us through that we thought we wouldn't survive. And um, I I think keeping a journal through those, well, 
I just think journaling is important no matter anyway, what. Yes. But yeah, it does do that for us. It gives us the opportunity to remember. Yeah, it, it, it time stamps your life mm-hmm. is what Robbie always likes to yeah, say. Like you that. can go back and you can see um, in real time, you know, what it was that the Lord did and allowed and how you got through it and what were the feelings that you wrestled with and, yeah. and all of those things. Yeah. Because a lot of times when we go through something, like I can look back and I can say, man, today it doesn't seem as bad as it was then. Right. Right. It doesn't right. seem like it was that, that, that bad. But when I was in it, it was horrific. It was horrible. Right. Yeah. And then but then that's that part of that healing process that the Lord kind of brings you through in some of those more painful times. And you're able to on this side, look back and then give hope to others, yes. you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and that sort of thing. So it's just something that we need to be mindful of and mm-hmm. be made aware of so that we can start viewing our life through that lens. You know, like if God has a allowed this to happen. It's for a plan and for a purpose. And what am I going to do to steward that? Well, it might not be go out and blab it to everybody right then. However, when the Lord prompts you, you need to be obedient to share. To use it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love this topic and I'm looking forward to the coming weeks and uh, the guests that we'll have on to share in this conversation with us. So thank y'all for joining us. We look forward to uh, talking with you next time. Thanks for joining us for this episode. Take a second to subscribe and share this podcast. You can receive free resources to help you make disciples in your group, home, or church by clicking the link in the show notes or visiting our website at replicate.org.